So here we go again, another loss for Joe Biden and, of course, his party and group and administration. The Supreme Court has uh, dropped a major push by the Biden administration uh, by saying it is unconstitutional for government to regulate and require employees at a federal level for large businesses to get vaccines or push tests regularly and wear masks on the job when science dictates completely different rulings to what the president and his OSHA organization, uh, you know, the Federal Welfare and Safety Board is is saying. Essentially, the United States Centers for Disease Control has given a five-day quarantine period for anyone who is tested positive for COVID. They have to quarantine for five days is what the new findings have found. And then for five days thereafter, at least wear a mask to prevent the spread of the virus. But what OSHA is seeking is still sticking to guidelines that are old and are based on WHO. So essentially, what the Biden administration is doing is surrendering the will of the people, the will of the United States, the United States government uh, to the United Nations. And uh, it's fraud ridden and completely hopeless World Health Organization that has done nothing at all to make counter, uh, accountability an issue in the COVID crisis worldwide or the pandemic worldwide. And of course, that accountability starts and ends in Wuhan, China, and the Chinese government for allowing it to spread when they could have blocked it by limiting flights outside of Wuhan. You see, what the Chinese did is they basically said there will be no travel from Wuhan anywhere to any point within China. Well, at the same time, they allowed multiple flights and, in fact, reduced fares for travel to Italy, uh, the United uh, uh, Arab Emirates, uh, you know, Dubai, that area. They sent uh, flights all over the world where, where uh, you know, particularly Africa, in fact, South Africa being a major case. So it's, it's, it's just like saying, OK, you know, you can't stay here in China, but you know what? We, we're going to give you discounted fares to go anywhere in the world you want to, to spread this thing. And that is one thing that hasn't been raised. Never mind the lab issue, never mind where it came from. It's the response afterwards. And the response afterwards shows that. So basically, OSHA has never before imposed such a mandate, nor has Congress indeed authorized by law such an enacted significant legislation addressing the pandemic. It has uh, declined to enact any measure similar to what OSHA is now promulgating by law. And that is how the conservatives have written in a unsigned opinion uh, within the court's uh, uh, ruling. Now, the uh, court's uh, dissent of three liberals argued that it was the court that was overreaching by submitting for judgment of the health experts, meaning that, you know, because the court was asking for health experts, uh, then, then, then it's wrong. It should just be, you know, just follow the rules that the Democrats want because that is what they want. That is what they need. That is what you need to do. That is what they want from you. Essentially, is what the uh, the courts liberals say. And you know, don't, 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 don't risk any opinion because they might take away free marijuana. I mean, they might take away other uh, issues. But it is essentially this entire problem that we're dealing with right now. You know, as the uh, Supreme Court, uh, you know, halts the vaccine mandate. And has said basically, nope, that's not what the Constitution intended. That is not what the law is. It is a victory, in fact, for freedom 
democracy and rule of law as well as personal choice, which is after all what being an American is all about. Now they say, well, you know, this is wrong. You know, this 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 is something that 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 even though science is backing what what, what is being said here, um, this is not what the administration wants, and that is not how to cure a disease. You don't cure a disease with politics. And there's been enough politics on this issue once and for all. What exactly um, the long-term effects of this will be is uncertain at this point in time. As, of course, uh, many of us uh, try and figure out what exactly has happened here, you know, with these uh, vaccine issues uh, being raised. You know, the Associated Press has an excellent report on it. I will add a link to this in the... Um, uh in, in in the show notes below that you can you can click on and look at and read at and and learn more but essentially biden has been rebuffed the courts say no you cannot do that and now they're going back to politics again biden of course trying to uh, crush any dissent be it in the senate or even at the court level because his ultimate goal it seems is not so much to try and get people to uh, have uh, protection from this disease, but it's more about political control and issues that are not seemingly backed by the rule of uh, law and, uh, and, and and other uh, discussions. So as we uh, you know look at this and, and think about this, let us of course remember that much of this uh, is is still going to be the subject, of uh, a lot of debate and discussion and of course it is just part of the overall picture of what is going on meantime over at the united states senate mitch mcconnell had his opinion on this issue and and other issues of the democrats wanting to seemingly ram things down everybody's throat when it comes to the problem of uh, COVID and its and its concerns and why exactly you know they're they're pushing multiple issues whether it's control on this control on that control on opinion control on COVID control on people's voting and yet at the same time eliminating any means of integrity and verification when it comes to those things it's just the same way of OSHA coming up with rules that have very little integral and systematic means of showing what is exactly the expense or the cost of all of these programs. Let's listen to uh, the uh, House Republican leader, Mitch McConnell. Rather, Senate leader, Mitch McConnell. Top priority. President Biden, Senate Democrats have been shouting, actually shouting at the American people that an evil racist, anti-voting conspiracy will destroy democracy forever unless Democrats get total one-party control of the entire government starting next week. But are the American people buying any of it? Is this what working families want prioritized? So let's take a look. In a recent survey, Gallup asked citizens for their priorities, what they thought we ought to be doing. Do you know what share of Americans said election law? 
less than one half of 1%. One half of 1%. Nobody in this country is buying the fake hysteria that democracy will die unless Democrats get total control. Here's what people do care about. The top response at 21% was poor government leadership. About a year into the Biden administration, the American people's single greatest concern is bad leadership. And when you dig into the other issues, you can see why. Some of the next largest concerns were either general economic problems or inflation and rising costs in particular. And no wonder, no wonder. New figures just yesterday show our country continues to experience the worst inflation in 40 years, 40 years. Gas prices are nearly a dollar higher than a year ago. Grocery prices are up 6.5%. And across the economy, inflation has exceeded, exceeded 5% every month for seven straight months. There's no working family that's not been hurt directly by this. Another huge chunk of Americans said their chief worry is the coronavirus. Certainly no surprise there. A year into the administration, they promised it would shut down the virus. Well, what do we have? Record-setting new cases, shortages of testing, shortages of important treatments in part because the Biden administration's decision we have reports of multiple states potentially limiting or excluding patients from life-saving treatments on the basis, believe it or not, of their ethnicity. And still two years into this, notwithstanding abundant vaccines and a milder variant, we have big labor bosses in big cities permitted to lock vulnerable kids out of the classroom. Oh. And when kids are in the classroom, the Department of Education and the Department of Justice try to persecute concerned parents who dare ask what their kids are learning. So Madam President, these are just a few examples of real problems. These are the kinds of places where the American people need this dramatically unpopular administration to entirely refocus. Yesterday, a new poll indicated that 33% of Americans approved of the president, 33%. When he was inaugurated and pledging to govern for all Americans to heal and unite the country, this White House enjoyed impressive approval ratings. But as the far left has been handed the reins, the support has cratered. Now, there's a path forward for my Democratic colleagues to respond to the country they have so badly disappointed. But it isn't to try to break the Senate and rewrite election laws. It's to actually start tackling the issues that American families need tackled. Now, there are also countless other issues which may not make national headlines, but matter hugely to those who are affected. For example, Next week, I'll again travel to Western Kentucky to visit some of the areas hit hardest by last month's devastating tornado outbreak. The national news cameras may have left, 
but families in this part of the Commonwealth are still trying to pick up the pieces of their lives after losing homes, businesses, and loved ones. I'm profoundly grateful to everyone contributing to the recovery process. Our utility workers are taking on the Herculean task of restoring public services. The Kentucky National Guard has played a crucial role. Well, if you hear snoring in the background, uh, that, 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 that's basically because the problem with Mitch McConnell is he's so boring at times that even if he does have legitimate issues to discuss, he is probably the best cure for insomnia, listening to his speeches. But unfortunately, uh, even with that, you know, draw that just uh, sounds uh, like the Kentucky senator who, for the life of me, I cannot understand why he's still the uh, Senate majority leader when the most of the majority don't even follow what his positions have been as primarily, you know, it's just, it's just like Nancy Pelosi being the, you know, the um, um, leader in the House. It uh, isn't really the choice of everybody there. It's just the choice of the system and the powers that be. But anyway, McConnell does have points, and he does, it did raise the issues that, that are up there. And um, it is something that is, um, you know, for, for the minority side of government. And remember, it's a 50-50 split in the United States Senate. So 50% of the, uh, of, of the, uh, the uh, um, uh, elected senators are from the minority party. And for generations, since, since the founding of the United States, there's always been an allowance that the minority has their right to express their side in all debates and in all topics. So if there are, let's say, uh, 50 seats uh, held by Republicans, as they were under President Trump, I think there were 52 or 53, although some of those were rhinos, uh, like, uh, for example, Mitt Romney. Uh, you, you did have people who were expressing their opinions and, and talking about other topics. Um, and, and, and you did have the minorities' rights respected. But now what Chuck Schumer and the Biden administration want to do is just shut that down. The other thing they keep screaming about, and, and they keep talking about, of course, is, is what they claim is voting rights, but voting that is wrong, essentially. What they're planning to do is eliminate any voter identification across the United States to allow anybody who wants to vote to vote with no way of verification or checking if those votes are eligible or real. And that'll just allow widespread cheating. It is something that the United States Agency for International Development fought against. It is something uh, that, that uh, Speaker Pelosi is strongly speaking out for, that she claims the you know voting rights are in danger. Well, actually, no, they're not in danger. The electoral process and democracy itself is in danger from the Democrats. Here's Pelosi, though, talking about it like it's some major thing that she uh, believes is important. Yes. Yeah. Uh, you know, you hear that there was criticism uh, in the upper chamber from uh, Mr. Durbin saying that he went over to the a little bit, over the top a little bit. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? And do you think that the president may have gone a little bit too far in trying to sell this particular bill to the American people and trying to get votes to try and get this passed by the upper chamber? No, I stand with the president. I think that I, I thought his speech was wonderful and I stand with him in the fight for voting rights. Uh, I No criticism of Mr. Durbin. He has to do what he has to do and vis-a-vis his own members and the rest. The only criticism I would make too, I wouldn't say they're criticisms, but observations, 
Nobody knows who Bull Connor is. And if we're making the case, if they want to be with Martin Luther King or Bull Connor, who's that? Want to be with Martin Luther King or the people, Martin Luther King and John Lewis, or the people who unleash the fierce dogs on them? That's who Bull Connor is. Strom Thurmond, none of us had a lot of happy memories about Strom Thurmond. So again, since you asked uh, my critique of the president's speech, uh, I, I thought it was fabulous. I come out, congratulate him for it. it was well received even among those who had had some apprehension of. You know, the amount of blood alcohol level and THC in her blood is something that would be of various interest to science to see how someone 80 years old can survive with that kind of level of toxicity. Uh, not just in her blood, but in in, in in the topic she talks about. Now, of course, you know, when 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 Biden, um, you know, lashed out at conservatives and said what he said, uh, you know, he's basically called half the country uh, racist and bigoted and primarily his own race, uh, you know. But that's just so Biden. That's just the way he talks and thinks. Actually, he just talks. I don't think he really thinks. Let's listen to some more reaction to that speech that he gave. And then we'll, we'll go into his speech exactly. President. Senator from Nebraska. Thank you, Mr. President. First, I want to commend the senior senator from Arizona for an extraordinary uh, stand of courage and just a great speech on the floor a few minutes ago. Mr. President, I rise today to defend the filibuster again uh, from the latest round of attacks. I did this repeatedly in the last uh, administration earning the uh, ire and frustration of a president of my own party over and over again as I defended the Senate's purpose and the supermajority requirements that forge a consensus in a big, broad, uh, diverse continental nation. Today, I rise to defend the filibuster again when it's a president of the other party who's decided to go full demagogue. For his entire career in the Senate, basically, Joe Biden served in this body as long as I've been alive, plus or minus a few years. Joe Biden was a stalwart defender of the filibuster. He said that weakening the filibuster would, quote, eviscerate the Senate. But earlier this week, the president was pushed around by a bunch of rage-addicted 20-somethings on his staff and agreed to go down to Georgia and just read whatever nonsense they loaded into his teleprompter. It was shameful. It was sad. The president of the United States called half of the country a bunch of racist bigots. Think about that. Half the country, a bunch of racist bigots. He doesn't believe that. This was a senile comment of a man who read whatever was loaded into his teleprompter. His speechwriters puppet mastered him into saying that anyone who disagrees with him is George Wallace, Walt Connor, Jefferson Davis. You disagree with Joe Biden, and you're Jefferson Davis. It's pretty breathtaking. Equating millions of Americans to some of the ugliest racists in all of American history, that isn't just overheated rhetoric, it's a disgusting smear. Does President Biden really believe this in his heart of hearts? Based on the conversations I've had with him over the years, I don't think he believes this at all. So let's go back to last year. Candidate Joe Biden ran for office promising that he would unify the country. That's why the man was elected because he said that the crap we went through the last four years was wrong. He said he was gonna to try to unify the country, but now he's decided to surrender to a tiny little far left group 
in the mistaken belief that the loudest voices on Twitter actually represent America. It'd be useful for us to pause and recognize the overwhelming majority of all political tweets in America come from less than one and a half percent of Americans. Let's just say that again, because there are a bunch of morons around this building who've decided to take their Twitter feed as reality. It is not reality. What the president said in Georgia was nonsense, and Joe Biden of decades in the U.S. Senate knows that. The president will be coming to Capitol Hill in the next hour. If President Biden really believes that Jim Crow is the same thing as a lot of states who've decided to reconsider some of their COVID expansion policies around voting, Jim Crow and re-deliberating about COVID expansions are the same thing, he needs to make that argument in person. Joe Manchin is really as big a racist as Joe Biden apparently thinks. If Kirsten Cinema is really a racist, that's what animates Kirsten Cinema in the eyes of Joe Biden, he should have the courage to say that to their faces. So, you know, when you look at what they're saying, it's basically that the president has gone overboard. His criticism has been too far from what is reality. But let's listen to also what he is now demanding from media and social media companies that basically they toe the line and shut up about any criticism of the government and its policies. Now, let me close with this. It's been a long road, but what's clear as we get through this, when everybody does their part, no matter where you live, no matter your political party, we've got to fight this together. Unfortunately, while our military is stepping up, as they always do, there are others sitting on the sidelines, and we're standing in the way. So basically what he's saying is that the military is somehow stepping up, or the military is taking control and making sure that everybody works together, you know. Uh, to to toe the line of the Democratic Party. Uh, well, you know, that's not what the military is supposed to do. But it seems that that's what the president wants them to do, or at least certain factions of the left that are now in control of the military. I mean, you have supporters of terrorist organizations who the Biden administration has appointed to cabinet positions that now have oversight over the branches of the United States military, the Air Force, the Army, and likewise, are, are, are filled with officials in the uh, undersecretary and, and, and lower positions who are basically anti-American. If you haven't gotten vaccinated, do it. Personal choice impacts us all. Well, here I kind of agree with the president. You know, that's that's basically what he's saying. But a lot of what he's saying is just, you know, doing it the wrong way by forcing people to do it without explaining properly or letting real opinions be expressed or medical discussions be brought out. You know, it's now known plainly that uh, Fauci lied in presenting uh, information on the, on the on the virus and its origins. And uh, nothing is, is being done to, to do this. And this is something that caused hundreds of thousands of lives to be lost. Please deal with the misinformation and disinformation that's on your shows. It has to stop. COVID-19 is one of the most formidable enemies America has ever faced. We've got to work together, not against each other. We're America. We can do this. So the military medical teams on the ground, thank you for all and everything you're doing. 
I'll stop here so we can get to the briefing started. Well, you know, that, of course, is what the president is talking about. So we just got some great news from the Supreme Court. In fact, but, uh, you know, let's let's listen, you know, to, uh, um, you know, what exactly the uh, the uh, the title of this podcast is about. And this, of course, is, uh, you know, the uh, the ruling that that came out from the Supreme Court and uh, Senator Mike Braun uh, of Indiana uh, and his statement on what exactly all of this means with the Supreme Court ruling that OSHA has overstepped its bounds. Highlighted in their majority opinion was that the most significant action taken about the vaccine mandate was what we did in the Senate, and I was proud to lead it, uh, with the Congressional Review Act, uh, actually cited that as being overwhelming congressional uh, weigh-in with all Republican senators and two Democrats. Uh, made me proud that I was able to lead that effort. Uh, it was so important to businesses across the country. Uh, back in Indiana, it was nonstop discussion. Finally, now we can breathe a little easier that the Supreme Court has weighed in. Uh, thanks for everybody that uh, weighed in along the way. Finally, we got a big victory from the Supreme Court. So what exactly is the victory about? And, and, and what, is it, what does it deal with? Well, uh, let's listen a little bit more. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Cudlow. I'm Larry Cudlow. So just when you think Uncle Joe Biden can't fall any deeper into his own yogurt, and you know what I mean by yogurt, he well, you know the uh, <laughs> listening to some of the, uh, the, uh, the, the 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 newscast and how they react to it. Obviously, it's it's a very different position. Cudlow has his position that he raises on Fox Business, and you know how exactly this all means, and and you know what what, what does it stand for? What does it mean that that Biden has uh, you know pretty much lost it in in a lot of instances. When Yield. I will not flinch. I will defend the right to vote. Our democracy against all enemies, foreign and yes, domestic. Do you want to be the on the side of Dr. King or George Wallace? Do you want to be on the side of John Lewis or Bull Connor? Do you want to be on the side of Abraham Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? Well, the thing is, the uh, side of Abraham Lincoln has been the Republican Party. In fact, Martin Luther King was a Republican. Something Democrats uh, often forget to mention. In fact, in, in, in much of the voting rights issues that are being raised, the most likely people who are going to suffer from uh, these voting rights limitations are most likely those who are from minority groups as foreign voting is allowed in many states, and many of these will be manipulated to allow for status quo votes to take place. Let's look into it, and let's learn a little bit more. That's all for me for now. I'm Mike of New York with an update on the Supreme Court ruling that deals with the uh, OSHA mandate. We'll go more into more details on it and uh, post a link to where you can read the actual ruling and uh, more articles on it uh, down below in the show notes. And uh, that's Mike of New York for now. Coming up with more later. I'll be back. I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs>